We thank God again for the gift of life, health, and strength. We praise God for another opportunity to assemble ourselves together. We're blessed to be in the house of the Lord one more time. I always try to remind myself that one more time is the equivalent of one less time. Amen. And so since we have this time, we dare not waste it. They used to sing a song in the church back in the day, this may be the last time, maybe the last time, I don't know. So we praise God for this time. Amen. We praise God for this time again to this, to this great pastor. Amen. And to this choir. Amen. 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 The mission is blessed with some singing folk. Amen. And I like your verses that you made up better. Amen. I thought I was the only one did that, you know. Just forget stuff, so you just make it up. Just. Amen. 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 To all of these preachers of the gospel, I want to say to them, thank you so much for your presence. Appreciate your presence and your, and your prayers. I, I was hoping that my wife would be with me tonight, but that jaw is still giving her problems, and, and so she had to stay home tonight. If you brought your Bibles, please. Turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 17, passage of scripture that Reverend read in our hearing. It's one of my favorite passages, so please allow me to start at verse 7 and read it in your hearing tonight. 1 Kings chapter 17, beginning with verse number Seven. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, 
I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise, and behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of all fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Our subject tonight is being in position to be blessed. Being in position to be blessed. As it relates to blessings, and as it relates to our desire to be blessed, even to see others blessed, a serious concern involves this question. Are we in position to be blessed? Amen. I can spend countless hours wondering why good fortune seems to pass me by. Why my prayers and my efforts sometimes seem futile. There is no question as to whether God can bless or whether God will bless. Amen. In the book of Acts chapter 3 verse 26 it says, Unto you first God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of your you from his iniquities. So there is no question as to whether God can or whether God will bless. But again, the issue is, am I ready? Am I in position to be blessed? Now, it is true that we do not create blessings, but we can position ourselves to receive blessings. So if, if you will tonight, let, let's consider what position we need to be in to receive blessings. Well, now, first of all, you must be at the right place and at the right time. 
Amen. And, and so it just might be possible that you need to change your location so that you can change your position. Amen. It also, it is also true that sometimes you may have to leave some of your associates. You may have to leave some of your friends. And you might even have to leave some of your relatives. In, in the book of Genesis, around chapter 12, we, we see God's instructions to Abram. Abram, I, 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 I'm calling you. And I'm calling you away from the familiar. I'm calling you even away from relatives and friends. I want you to sever all ties and go to a land that I will show thee, amen. And so sometimes we may have to change some of our environments, mentally, psychologically, physically, and spiritually. Now the next thing that we need to know, if we want to be blessed, is that we must live in obedience. We must live in obedience for a blessing to go into operation. We must never ever expect God to bless us while we are being intentionally disobedient. Amen. 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 And then next, we must live a life of sacrifice. God is moved greatly by sacrifice. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about Hannah. You remember Hannah? Hannah is barren and she wants a child. And she promises God that she would, once upon receiving the child, give the son back to God. Amen. And it was her sacrifice. You remember Abram, when he receives word from God, Abram, take thine only son. Take him to a place that I will show thee and sacrifice him there unto me. And the Bible says, and Abraham got up early the next morning, took Isaac, took wood, and went to the place that God revealed unto him. The widow of Zarephath, which we will read more about tonight, gave up her last meal. Amen. Gave up her last meal. Now, it is important for us to understand, again, that if we want to be blessed, we have to understand that we must be inspired by the Holy Ghost. Amen. We have to be inspired by the Holy Spirit. And then we have to understand that whatever we offer to God has to be offered in faith. Amen. Paul says whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So we must make sure that it has to be offered 
in faith unto God. And I say this one intentionally last because it includes a word that your pastor loves. I don't think that I've ever seen him when he didn't use this word. You must have an expectation. Amen. Amen. You must have an expectation. Amen. I've seen and I've sensed too many people come into the house of the Lord with no expectation. As a matter of fact, they were without expectation so much that when the Lord blessed, some of them said, well, I wasn't expecting that. Amen. You must have an expectation. When you pray about it, you've got to have an expectation. Amen. Amen. If you've prayed about it and you believe and trust God and you've been living a life in obedience, amen, and you're in the right place at the right time, you ought to expect God to bless. Amen. You ought to expect God to bless. Amen. And so, while great blessings um, awaited Israel, for example, Israel um, has been told by God, go over and possess the land. I've given it to you. I've given it to you. Go over and possess the land. Amen. But they were camped out in the wilderness, never realizing that great blessings awaited them in Kadesh Barnea. But they missed out on them all because they were in the wrong place and subsequently wound up 38 years going around and round in circles, stopping only for a burial until all of a generation passed off. In the text now, we find Elijah, who, who started out for God uh, with the roar of the whirlwind and ended up with the whisper of a still small voice. Elijah, the prophet, has a hearing heart. Hallelujah. He has a hearing heart, and he hears the word of the Lord. Amen. He is used greatly by God, but he is tested deeply by God. Amen. God has spoken. He says to Elijah, I want you to go hide yourself by the brook Kirith before the Jordan, and I shall prepare for you a table <clears throat> in the wilderness, for you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens of the air to serve as my divine caterers and sustain you in a starving land. Amen. It was there that Elijah was taught to depend on God when he has nothing else to depend on. 
Amen. Amen. And there he was at the brook. Now, the conditions left Elijah nowhere else to look to. So Elijah was to position himself where he could learn the provision between the, the relationship, rather, between provision and position. The difference between the bread and the bread maker. Now, eventually, eventually, the text says, the brook dried up. Amen. As obedient as Elijah was, he did just what God told him to do. Amen. Just what God told him to do. Amen. But even in right relationship with God, the Lord Jehovah Jireh permitted the brook to dry up. Amen. Amen. But please understand, dried up brooks don't put God out of business. Amen. Dried up brooks don't put God out of business. Amen. Dried up brooks just simply mean that God closes one door to open another. Amen. Amen. The source, the source of Elijah comes to a conclusion. The brook is dried up. Amen. Now, but but the, the provision, though it is dried up, has not canceled out the provider. Amen. For his strength is made perfect in weakness. Amen. 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 Now, I, I had to look at the dried brook and think how it applied in my life. Because I know about stuff drying up. Do y'all know about stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and have you ever noticed that there's no advance notice when stuff going to dry up on you? You, you just wake up one day and, uh, <laughs> hallelujah, you just, just wake up one day and notice, well, it ain't here no more, so what am I going to do now? Amen, amen, amen. And, and so I, had, I discovered that in life, sometimes I don't have sense enough to know when to make a move. So in order to provoke me to make a move, God dries up something. <laughs> in essence, he says you can't depend on that no more. Huh? Yeah, he, it, 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 it dries up. And, 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 and what happens is, is you get, if, if he doesn't dry something up, you'll get stuck in certain spots. Huh? It, it, come on, witness for me. Now, some of you didn't move <laughs> till, till God dried it up on you. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. So, so God will use the instrument of tragedy to awaken and increase sensitivity to his will. Amen. Now, there is Elijah. There is Elijah. And the brook has dried up. He is there, and God sends another word. The brook dried up. Sooner or later, it will always happen. The truth of the matter is, is that we live in a world of fluctuation and uncertainty. Often unable to avoid or change our unpleasant situations. But we can control how we respond to them. The brook dried up and the Bible says, then the word of the Lord came to the prophet with the hearing heart. Amen. And said, now listen, go down to Zarephath in Zidon and stay there. For I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. Now, Zidon, Zarephath, means crucible. The place where the fire is going to be turned up and you test is about to become even greater. Now, he did not take Elijah from one place to a better place. He takes him from one place and sends him to a worse place. He sends him directly into the headquarters of the enemy. Amen. To the headquarters of the enemy. His condition is about to get worse. And remember, he is doing what God is telling him to do. He, he, he's not going to be in this situation because of taking matters into his own hands. He is going to be in this situation because he is doing what God told him to do. Listen, I, I don't have problem with God's will. Sometimes I do. But, but sometimes I have got problem with God's circuit. His, his, his directions, you know, looked like he could get me there quicker. And he, he, could, he could get me there with less trouble. A amen, amen, amen. He sends him to a worse situation. And he just went through one test, and now here he is about to be tested further. Go to Zarephath. Now listen, every person we encounter has potential to positively or negatively impact our lives. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 2 warns us, be careful how you treat strangers. For some have entertained angels unaware. Now God will God just may send the answer to your prayers through people that look like nothing like you and have the appearance of being no service to you. Amen. 
Too many people have missed out on answered prayers or blessings because God sent them something. They didn't like the package it came in. Amen. Amen. There was a young lady in our church, bless her heart, years ago. She came to me and she said, Pastor, I'm looking for a husband. She said, I want to be married. I said, well, have you ever read the fairy tale? You know, the, the, the prince had to kiss a frog. Uh, and the frog turned into a prince. So, so you may have missed out on already what God wanted you to have because you didn't like the package that it came in. Amen. So, so how we treat others when we need divine help often determines whether we receive the help we need. Elijah is going to try this widow's heart. God is more intentive in our heart condition and he will often test our ability to receive by proving our willingness to give to others. Amen. Amen. Now, now, helping others is often inconvenient and may seem like a waste of time. But the Bible says give and it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. Now, I believe that it was this act of self-sacrifice on this widow's behalf that opened the window for her and her son. Amen. Elijah sees her, he's, he's tired, he's, he's hungry, he, he looks more uh, uh, unable than he does able, and she looks more off than he is. And so, and so uh, uh, her, her, she is preparing her son, her and her son, to die. Her worldly possessions consist of a handful of meal and a cruise of all. Amen. How small and insignificant it must have appeared to be. Now the man of God asks for a drink of water. And as she is going, he stops and says, oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, would you bring me some bread? Amen. She feels it's time to reveal her situation and says, listen, mister, understand uh, that my son and I, we are, we are, we are derelict. We, we have nothing. And so um, we are preparing to die. Amen. And, and, and I think I think that Elijah kind of says to her, well, if you could just stop dying for a minute. <clears throat> uh, he, <clears throat> he confronts, he, he confronts her futility. He, he, her sense of hopelessness. 
he, he says to her, don't be afraid. Go on and do as you said. But first, make me a small loaf and bring it to me. Now, I thought about that. If, if me and Ventus did that, if, if we told her before she do anything else, bring us a whole cake of bread, the headlines and the inquiry next morning <clears throat> would say, preachers rob widow. Amen. Am I right about it? Amen. 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 But, but, but listen, I want to remind you of this. If you keep what you have, it affects what God has for you. I need to say it one more time. If you keep, you hold on to what you have, it affects what God has for you. Amen. Amen. See, God is challenging us to go beyond the improbable and embrace the impossible. Amen. And we must always give God something to work with. Amen. Amen. And so Elijah says to her, now, do what I told you. And, and the implication is, if you trust God, God's going to work it out. Now, the woman <clears throat> sees what she has as the end of something. But the prophet with the hearing heart sees what she has as the beginning of something. Amen. You see, a lot of times we have eye problems. Amen. I just don't see how I can go on much further. I just don't understand why this happened to me. We suffer sometimes from eye problems. We judge by what we see. We must learn to live above sea level. We got to learn to live above sea level. No matter how ridiculous how it feels, how it looks. As a matter of fact, I don't see how it is in the midst of our crisis that God's sufficiency is most clearly seen. Amen. And so what happens is her obedience hooks up with God's faithfulness. And God blessed her with day-to-day -day rations just enough. Amen. 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 And so God proves his faithfulness to this woman. And she finds herself in a position. She's in the right place at the right time. Amen. She's obedient. She does what she is supposed to do, even though she does not understand it. But listen. I've been saying for going on 40 years, God does not give us faith so that we can understand. God gives us faith so that we can withstand what we cannot understand. Uh, if you, uh, can I tell you that if you wait on God to make sense, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I, I, I pity you. God does not make since he operates at a rationale far above 
sense. And that's why he tells us that we are not to walk by sight, but walk by faith. Amen. And so here is this woman every day. Dr. C.A.W. Clark says that after she was obedient and did what God told her to do, God put an oil field in her kitchen and a wheat field right beside it. And every day when she got up, even though she used up yesterday's supply, every morning when she woke up, there was just enough. There was just enough. And God had filled up the meal barrel and filled up the oil. As a matter of fact, I'd like to think that her and the boy was gaining weight. Because God was doing what only he could do. God will meet needs when you are obedient, when you're in the right place, when you trust him, when you do what he tells you to do. God can make a way out of no way. Amen. Is there a witness in here tonight? I want you to know that if you trust him, if you obey him, if you do what he tells you to do, God can make a way out of no way. Now you ask me how I know. It's because I've seen him do it. Tell your neighbor, say, I've seen him do it too. I've seen him be right on time and make a way out of no way. And I didn't even know how I was going to get out of it. But God stepped in right on time and made a way for me. And all I could do was say, hallelujah. Praise your holy name. Thanks be to God. Whatever you do, stay in a position to be blessed. Whatever you do, be obedient. Now, don't get mad at me. But if you're going to be obedient, pay your tithes. If you go, I got to say it again. If you're going to be obedient, pay your tithes and give an offering. Amen. See, this is the reason why you can't write your check out before you get to church. Huh? See, I've witnessed it where God said, Pharaoh, that ain't enough today. That ain't enough today. I blessed you this week, and I blessed you so that you can bless me. If you want me to get in your business, you better stay in mine. So go on and pay your time. You stop coming to church with $200 shoes on, $150 dress on, $80 on your ears, and even have the audacity to go get your toes done and your fingernail done and pay the girl a tip and then come to church and rob God. Let me tell you my little story, and then I'm going to take my seat. Stories told about a husband and wife who came to church one Sunday morning. They had brought that little boy with them. On their way home, a conversation broke out. Husband said to the wife, the choir wasn't on it today. Wife said to the husband and said, yeah, and did you see them ushers? 
They were offbeat. They weren't right today. And then, and then, then the preacher, his sermon was too long. Little boy in the back seat said, well, I don't think it was a bad show for $2. We got to stop robbing God. And if you want to be blessed, huh? If you want to be blessed, be obedient. Do what he tells you to do. Amen. I dare you to do it. And watch God work. Amen. I wish I had time to tell you. Watch God work. Amen. Amen. Do what he tells you to do. Don't sit there and try to figure it out. If God said it, do it. And watch God work. Wait a minute. Let me see if I can get a witness. Is there anybody in here tonight that knows if you just do what God tells you to do and just be patient, won't he step in on time? Won't he work it out for you? Won't he do a miracle for you? But you gotta, listen, listen, you gotta make room for the miracle. You gotta make room for the miracle. I challenge you today, do what God tells you to do and you'll be in a position for God to bless you like you've never been blessed before. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to his name. Lord, we love you tonight. You, you are an awesome God. Isn't he an awesome God? Praise God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 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 He wants to bless us. Wants to bless us. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine pastor saying, Lord, bless New Mention. God says, I want to. I'd love to, but new mission has got to get in a position to be blessed. Yeah. God bless St. Mark. God says, Farrell, I'd love to, but St. Mark has got to get in a position to be blessed. See, God says, I don't just go around Just throwing out blessings. I got standards that must be fulfilled. How, Pharaoh, would you ask me to bless a robber? Huh? No. Uh-uh. But tell him if, if we get obedient. Huh? If, if, if we do what he tells us to do, when he tells us to do it. Amen. Amen. God will. He loves to bless. Amen. He loves to bless. Amen. 
Oh, I wish I had time to just tell. Just wish I had time. All, all of the stories, all of the stories. Can, can I share one? My, my, wife had, my wife had an automobile. The, the transmission went out on it. We received sad news. In order to get a trans, transmission, another engine for this vehicle, it's going to cost you around $5,000. Prior to that, we had bought a car for my son. And, and he has a wreck in the car. Now, we only paid a little over $1,000 for the car. He has a wreck with the automobile. The insurance company says, well, um, we're going to send you a check to pay for your son's automobile. And, and the, they send the check, and the check is for $5,000. Lord have mercy. Listen, I had to do a little step. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. The mailman thought I was crazy. I said, Lord, just look at you. Look at you. Look at you. You are an on-time God. Amen. I dare you to trust him. <laughs> Amen. 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 The doors of the church are open.